Hello, welcome to the Brood Life Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Hall. So grab a cup of coffee, plug in your headphones, and let's have a conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Brood Life, and we are going to be finishing up our series on the Enneagram with the Type 9. I'm so thankful that you guys stuck around and took the time to listen to this season on the Enneagram and each of the types on the Enneagram and all the great conversations that we've had. Uh, This week we're going to be talking to my friend Adam, who is a Type 9, and this conversation does go a little bit longer than some of the previous ones, but mostly just because we are both type nine. So there's a lot of commonality there and just discussing uh, our common struggles and strengths and talking about how people can love us better. So it does go a little bit longer, but I think it's a great conversation. Uh, Just to give a brief overview of what the type nine looks like. Uh, The type nine will do everything in their power to avoid any type of conflict, even the potential idea that a conflict may occur. Uh, I cannot express that enough. We, that's just like what drives us is conflict avoidance. Uh, They have a strong desire to create peace and harmony at all times, both internally and externally. So we're constantly uh, have this tension that we're looking for internal peace and external peace at the same time. And most of the time that doesn't happen because, I mean, that's just reality that we can't have internal and external peace at the same time all the time. So there is a lot of tension there. Uh, they tend to go with the flow and merge, which, do you know, just do whatever everyone else wants to do uh, with those around them in order to not stand out or cause any discomfort in themselves or those they are with. So just constantly looking for that peace they're known to narcotize with, and what that means is just uh, to numb out. Uh, and we usually we're numbing either conflict or heavy emotions or uh, just discomfort that causes conflict or uh, uncomfortable feelings. So uh, known to dar- narcotize with things like food, binging Netflix, or scrolling through social media. Uh, they'll always find everything else they could be doing to stay busy in order to avoid the one thing that they should be doing. And that is important to know because a lot of times, just the way that some people describe nines, people say, oh, nines sound like they're lazy or that they don't do anything and they just take naps all the time. And, you know, our our uh, core weakness is called sloth and which people think, see, hear that and they think, oh, they don't do anything. But that's not really the case. Like, we're not sloth, slothful and we're not lazy in the sense that we don't do anything. We just sit around and narcotize our feelings and 
and take naps, we are more, we're thoughtful in, in the fact like what I just described, where we want to avoid everything. But we want to avoid the one thing that we should be doing and we just do a bunch of stuff uh, except for that one thing. So a lot of times nines can look like they're busy and they could be busy, but a lot of times when we are busy, it's because we're avoiding what we should be doing. Uh, you know, and however they make, they make great mediators and can help resolve conflicts because we literally can see every single side of a situation and we have the ability to empathize with almost anyone, even if we don't agree with them, even if they are way out in left field wrong about something that is obvious, we still have empathy and we can still see all sides of a situation. And uh, just a fun fact, just because a nine uh, certainly as a type nine looks at you and they're nodding and listening intently uh, to you, it doesn't mean that they agree with you and their silence also does not mean that they're agreeing with you. They just understand all sides and they empathize. They could have very strong opinions that are completely opposite of yours, but they may not express them because of their fear of conflict or because they just want to understand your side more. They're just empathizing and want to understand you and see all sides. doesn't mean they agree with you. Nines normally have very strong opinions about things, but they don't always vocalize them because of that fear of conflict. So I hope that helps you uh, understand the nine a little bit better. And uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Adam. Uh, we met at a coffee house, social distancing. We were outside on the patio. Uh, and so you will probably hear some traffic in the background, but it was the perfect setting for me. It was overcast. And the coffee house we went to was actually roasting uh, coffee beans at the time and it's a local coffee house called Old Crown and they roast their own beans so we're sitting out there so you like you could just smell the roasting of the beans there was even like a little bit of the husks from the roasting that were floating in the air and as somebody who is the host of Brood Life and I love coffee it was perfect Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Enneagram 9, and I'm excited to have my friend Adam here with me as, to discuss that. Uh, before we get started talking about the Enneagram, I'm just going to give a couple minutes here for Adam to introduce himself. Sure, so my name is Adam Marino, and I am originally from California. Uh, we moved out here so that my dad could go to the seminary here in Fort Wayne and he started a church and we were missionaries overseas. And so I've experienced a little bit doing that. And I've coached basketball and volleyball for about a decade. And recently um, got out of that to kind of start wholesaling uh, properties. And I'm really trying to get as many as I can uh, while I'm able so that I can provide free housing for people who move here like we did to go to the seminary that's kind of my goal so uh we were talking a little bit before i'm just trying to be a shark right now and uh be hungry hungry hippos out there and get as many as i can but i do have an end goal in mind so i'm excited about that 
Awesome. So uh, just kind of get the conversation going. Why don't you just explain how you first learned about the Enneagram? Sure. So my my dad was taking a couple of us through a, a Bible study, me and about six buddies. And we were going over, and now I, I can't remember the name of the book by Richard Rohr, which... Um, I'm a fan of your show, so I've actually heard the name Richard Rohr in come up in some of your other <laughs> other podcasts, and I was like, oh, cool, um, because we were going through a, a book by him, and then I remember like six months later, we're at um, at his place eating dinner, and he said something about a new book that he's reading uh, called The Enneagram, and how fascinating it was, and my thing at that point was I was big on the Myers-Briggs test, and some of your listeners might be familiar with that, where you answer like 82 questions, and it spits out your letters, and then it gives you good information on how you take in information, and how you, you know, work with others, or whatever, and I was always completely fascinated by that, and then when he told me that the Enneagram is is a lot different in that it it has you paired almost the way he explained it with someone of okay a well-rounded person should do this and you know that kind of thing and just explained it and I was obviously fascinated then at that point and then it caught like wildfire around my family and aunt and uncle like oh uncle Don he's a four. Oh, my mom's a one. Oh, like and then we would start to make jokes about it where oh I can't believe why would why did Uncle Don say that? Well, yeah, because he's a four. Like, you know, and now right. we're like, now that stuff like that kind of happens and it's it's kind of funny. So uh, I know that you're a nine and so I'm excited to talk to my fellow nine. <laughs> awesome. So as you were learning about it and, uh, you know, going through the book and this Bible study, what helped you determine like what your type was? How it helped you narrow that down? So if I remember right, we went through through the book a little bit and obviously my dad being so well versed in it he i mean he was able to to show me different things that that made sense where we went through all of it you know the enthusiast the challenger um the peacemaker you know and it made sense because my friends and i would joke that i would be called the glue because a lot of my friends don't know each other except through me. Yeah. And it's just funny how that works out. Like, I don't do it on purpose, but, like, it's just I'll look around at someone's house and there'll be seven people and they wouldn't have known each other if it wasn't for two years ago. They I brought them to this or whatever. Right. And I, I love that, but it just made sense. Like, the, know that, the more that you know yourself and... I found out about this in my in my 30s and it, I, I think it's harder if you were to be 21 and you don't know yourself I, I think it's probably harder to evaluate yourself also if you're not overall well-rounded it's hard because yeah. you don't want to admit like I've listened to some of your other shows and it was interesting to hear people say like oh I, I looked at it and it was like oh no I don't want to be that yeah. like you know and that's a big thing but to understand that is big so uh, definitely shout out to the people that have been on your show that have said, yeah, because that's big, that's mature yeah. for them to, to be able to, to be able to do that. It takes maturity. And luckily, I don't think I'm mature, but I mean, at least I was in my <laughs> 30s. I mean, you kind of have to be a little bit. Yeah. But, um, so 
it just made sense. It The more you talk about it, you're like, oh, I know I'm not a four. I know I'm not a... And it just, as you start to read about it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a nine. Like, yeah. Know. And I wing a one. Like, yeah. that was cool. Like, learning about that, too. Um, then, then I find out, like, oh, my friend Scott, he's a three. That's who I need to... Yep. What's really cool about the Enneagram is when you understand who is what and you realize why you mesh so well with someone, mm-hmm. it hits you in the face and you're like, oh, that's why I, I always feel like a sense of accomplishment when I'm with Scott. Oh, because yeah. he's a three. Yeah. But the beauty of it too is it doesn't mean Scott feels the same way about me. A yeah. three doesn't necessarily go to a nine. Yeah. So it, it's, I just think it's fascinating how, how all that works. And I love that it's, I mean, it really is an exact science. And I, I I love it. Yeah, no, and that's interesting that you. Uh, I always find it interesting because I still do this sometimes. And I still relate to it as as a nine. I don't know if you do as well, but even though I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a nine, there are still times when I'm listening to other types talk or other numbers talk where I'm like, well, maybe you know I'm a five or maybe I you know, yep. and it's because we like we're able to. It's because we merge so easily with other people that it's easy for us to... What's your biggest number that you do that with? Do you have one? Uh, probably, I would say probably a five is what okay. my biggest number is that I'm, I I relate to the most, yeah, outside of like those numbers that I go to in stress and health, the five would probably be the one. That's, that's interesting because I thought automatically a nine would also be close to um, a seven because... It's classified kind of the nine is like easygoing, the mm-hmm. seven is like fun loving. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, what are we talking about? That's kind of the same. And like a little bit scattered is more like a seven, but that also could be nine. Yeah. Because I'm the ideas guy, but I really need, like I mentioned, my three, my friend Scott, to rein it in and say, okay, you have this idea. So let's let's follow through because I'm already on to the next idea. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, what if we did this? Well, yeah, but wait, you didn't close out this one yet. Yeah. But that's also I feel like could be a seven because they're spontaneous. They're you know can be easily distracted, and I feel like that's that's me yeah. too. But it's interesting though. You're like, well, no, I'm I'm more what yeah. uh, what a five does because a five. But so that means you could be isolated more. You can yeah. And I'm so extroverted that like. I would never, you know, I would never go that way, you know, mm-hmm. but it, that's what I love about it too, is just because you're a nine doesn't mean now that we're all robots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like the nine and seven, like I do see a lot of similarities there as well too. And I think that, uh, it's easy to see ourselves as sevens because, because like for me anyway, I can't say this for everybody, but for me, it's, like if a seven were to come up to me and say, Hey, let's go do this thing. Then I'm going to like, sure, you know, let's, let's go do it because that's going to keep the peace and that, you know, there's not no conflict by saying no. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do this fun thing with the seven and, and chances are it's going to be fun because if it's a seven, it's going to be exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and the, in the scattered thing, like I get scattered too. And, but like, as you learn about the Enneagram, it's all about what's the motivation behind that scatteredness. Like yeah. a seven is scattered because they're, they want to avoid pain and the hard emotions. But like we're scattered sometimes, uh, not because we're trying to avoid 
something like I mean we could be avoiding conflict but one of the things they say about nines is that we're always doing everything except for the one thing that we're supposed to be doing and so like that's how we get scattered sometimes like I could be doing things we could be doing things that aren't bad things and they could even be important things but we could be doing all those important things to avoid the one thing that we're supposed to do yeah and that makes it tough for different work situations people that work there's there's two type of job situations mostly and that i say and one is to work off of the clock and one is to work off of the calendar so if you work off the clock you punch in you Mm -hmm. punch out and you punch in for lunch and punch out and you can kind of classify that as all right five o'clock i'm punched out and i don't have to worry about things and i got stuff done to be honest that is better if you're not very well rounded a nine kind of needs to work on the clock yeah because to work off a calendar where you say all right i'm gonna meet with ted at 4 p.m on friday but I need to have this and this done before that, mm-hmm. but there's no there's no schedule, then you're not going to get it done because you're like, well, I should go to the BMV and get that done and over with. I do have to take this back to the mall. Uh, now, all of a sudden, it's 3 o'clock yeah. on that day that you're supposed to, and you didn't do it yep. because you've, and it's like, so I I have to really make it a point to, be someone that I'm not as far as go off of a calendar and I remember um the guest that you had that was a one which man her energy was amazing what was her (laughs) name again Anna Anna my gosh her energy was crazy she was laughing every five seconds I was cool but she said that she had on some things she had to like have immediate tasks and like that's the way her brain goes my brain doesn't go that way yeah but I have to so if you see my phone I even have lunch scheduled. Mm. Like, who schedules lunch? Just yeah. do it. If you if you work off a calendar, who schedules it? If you're just going to eat a ham sandwich at home, why schedule it? No, but then it keeps me on task. Yes. And so I feel like I'm well-rounded because I've had to make myself. Otherwise, I'm not going to get stuff done. I'm yeah. not going to be able to buy this house that I'm looking at because I'll be doing other things. Yeah. And it's like, so it kind of you can be transformed in that sense but it takes work it's not my brain doesn't want to go that way yeah i have to take time an hour every day and plug in my phone of what i'm doing and even if it's like okay i'm gonna run to the mall to do this i have 45 minutes it gets done though that way yeah so yeah i know that's that's good and i definitely relate to that um what do you how do you feel that knowing you kind of alluded to this a little bit already but how do you feel like knowing your type has been beneficial in your own life and in your relationships? So relationship-wise, even before the Neogram, I was always... The way that I get happiness is from knowing that someone else is happy. Mm, Yeah. So just kind of big-time pleaser, like, if... And again, that's, that's part of being the glue. Like, if if my friend over here doesn't know this other friend over here, I'm going to be the one to say, Hey, come on, we're all going out to eat. Mm -hmm. Just come on. Because now I know they're happy. Now I know they're not, you know, so it's like, but I do that without even thinking. Yeah. And so that was big for me with knowing about myself is the biggest thing is how does this person take in information? How do they perceive things? Because I'm going to go to their level. Mm. If they are, introverted then i'm not going to invite them to concerts every week i'm going to say hey do you want to go to a coffee shop 
um, yep. you know, things like that. So once I learned even at a higher level with the uh, Neogram, it was now it was like, whoa, it was like the floodgates are really coming. Yeah. Because then I would say, oh, have you heard of it? Like, isn't it exciting when you talk to someone they haven't heard of it? Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, sit down. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> like, the like, like, sit down. Like, it, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, trust me. I'll give you 20 bucks if you don't think it's cool. Like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it's the coolest thing when you come across someone that hasn't uh, heard of it. Because, you know, they at first they're like, okay, whatever. Like, no, I, it's not a horoscope. I promise. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the stars. I promise. <laughs> um, so for me, I always was very wanting to see how people were so that I could act accordingly mm-hmm. um, to be that chameleon. I enjoy being the chameleon, you know. So the Enneagram, I mean, that was great for me to see how people were. So then I know, okay, I'm going to be hanging out with a two, so I'll do this. Yes. So that's it's been huge. Yeah, I think that is really is a really good point. And also, like, you're talking about being the glue. Like, I think that that is why we also nines are usually like we like are the mediators we're the you know i i was saying you know we're talking about the debate and like that happens like like all the moderators should be nines like because they would be like trying to although we probably get overrun and wouldn't even speak up while they're arguing with each other because we don't want to confront yeah but i don't know why they didn't have mute buttons really for the debate but yeah (laughs) but they uh but but that's like like bringing people we're we're really good at bringing people together and like yeah. even people who are different from each other are like because we are that like we're that glue we're that we mediate between people and uh and uh, like what you're saying about the relationships or like knowing people's enneagram types I heard somebody say once that like when you meet somebody like you meet somebody new and you're usually like you know what's your name where do you work. And it, and it takes like two or three times of meeting that person over and over again to like really get through. But if you know their enneagram type, you like cut through like several <laughs> yeah. levels, and you're able to, uh, you you know what their motivation is, you know what's behind what they're saying or how they're behaving, and you can see, you know what they're what to look for, like if they're stressed out or you know it just it, yeah. it helps cut out like a lot of that, which I hate of uh, small talk mm-hmm. uh, getting to. <laughs> getting to know people because they're like oh you're a three like okay like i understand where you're coming from now yeah yeah the and that's looking back is probably why i served and bartended for so long because it was so easy for me i didn't realize it at the time but it was so easy for me to see what situation the people were in that i always got good tips because if it was an older couple who just wanted to be respectful, I would say, good evening, sir, ma'am, would you like more coffee? But if they're an older couple who are being goofy, hey, folks, like, uh, you know, be like, you know, visit the table more, make them laugh. But a table full of older ladies, okay, want to be left alone a little bit, a group of guys my age, hey, did you see the Batman movie, whatever, what, like, I could be whatever I needed to be. Yes. I thought that was normal until I served and bartender for so long that I saw people who were horrible at it, and I realized... Oh, this is a gift from God. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that, but that's part of being a nine, I think. Um, but it was just funny to look back at your life when you didn't know any of these things. I didn't know I was a ENFP with the Myers Briggs. I didn't know I was a nine. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. I just, you know, but you look back and it's like, 
makes perfect sense yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm interested in knowing, like, how, like, because we're at nines and we're, I haven't really talked about this on, with any of the other numbers, but uh, we're in that gut triad and where we all have anger. So how, uh, as a nine, we usually ignore anger. So, like, how does that work for you? Like, where does anger come up for you? So I have this weird thing about me that I refuse to let someone raise their voice to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like I'm on my high horse, like it's not appropriate. It's to the point where it's like, I would admit it's not appropriate because it's not fair because people can get fed, uh, fired up about something. But from my own parents to anyone, I just say, well, we can talk about this when I almost get like, like thrown it in their face. It's mm. bad because, yeah. because that's my anger probably. And I don't want to either say something I don't mean or fire back to where now they have bullets in their gun to come back at me and say, yes. well, you were screaming too. Yeah. It's almost like, uh-uh, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Like, which is, I admit, it's horrible, like, to do that to someone. But that's, like, a weird thing that I have where that's my go-to for being, if I'm, like, getting angry, I refuse to raise my voice almost as, like, a game to, like, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my cool because I'm better than you. Now, again, that is terrible. Because you're, it's being manipulative. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's my thing. It's like a tick. It's like a, mm-hmm. I can't do it because I'm afraid of what will happen. That And that's the worst. I mean, that's the worst of it. I really don't think, I can't think of anything else uh, as far as anger. I don't know if that means I'm well-rounded or what. If, I, if there's nothing, I mean... Yeah. Nothing really makes me that upset nowadays. I've seen so much. Yeah. <laughs> with this year especially. Yeah. Where that's it's true. like I just roll with the punches, I guess. I mean Yeah. I think I think for me, like I do like I do feel the anger, but I I don't feel well because it also in our triad, like and not that other numbers can't, but like especially the eights, nines and ones were also very justice oriented. And I think that a lot of times my anger doesn't necessarily show up where like I can get angry at somebody or how somebody says something but I think my anger comes up more when I feel like someone is saying something or doing something that is uh, hurtful to somebody else or that's the big thing on like with with times that are, are so weird now like yeah. I don't get mad if someone doesn't agree with what I think about Trump or BLM or whatever. I'm not even going to get into that, of course. But what the point is, I don't get upset if you disagree. Mm-hmm. But if you disagree in a way that you're putting down someone else yes. in the process, then I do get more, like you said, like more fired up about it. But I still don't really, I don't know. I just don't really yeah. push back to the point where I'm not going to like call them names or right because again i have that weird tick where it's like i don't want to give someone else a bullet in their gun to come back at me and say aha but see you called me a name like no i didn't like you know i was kept it as respectful as i could i was still i could be a jerk about it but you started it you were a jerk by saying that about that person or whatever you know so i can still get 
fired up because I'm more for just human decency and yes. human rights. I mean, yes. and if you feel that, I mean, what's crazy, you feel like everyone is to their core, right? And yeah. then it's all about perspective. Yeah. They just lack perspective. That's what I try and tell myself to keep myself from going off yeah, the hinges is good. they just lack perspective. And if they were given the same perspective that I had, they might not say those things that they said yeah. because they're not meaning it at that point to be hurtful, but it's like it comes out because that's their take. Yeah. And I think that that's also like where we got to lean in sometimes to that ability that we have to be able to see all sides of an argument or all sides of an opinion. Like, even if I don't agree with you or I don't agree with what you, what your take is on something, I can still have the ability to see like where you're coming from and what your perspective is. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's like, I've become a little bit more, uh, outspoken I think about things than I used to be and that made just me be leaning more into my eight wing than I normally do but uh but yeah like I I'm the same way I don't want to call people names I don't want to uh I still don't want to offend I still worry about offending people even though I know I'm going to like I still don't want to offend them (laughs) but it's like sometimes you you have like we just have to like look at all sides and you know use our voice because we that's one of the things we have to learn too is that our voice yeah, matters yeah. and that our opinion is important uh, and just being able to let it go and not get so wrapped up in uh, what people think about our opinions and and if it's going to cause conflict because I mean we're, we get, sometimes we just have to say what we need to say and do what we need to do and then the rest of it is out of our hands and we can't get caught up in worrying about, well, is that person going to abandon me? Is that person going to leave my life or block me on Facebook or whatever, right. you know? Uh, and because you don't have, you know, we don't have control over that. They they have, they make that decision for themselves. I will say, side note, it does make me mad if someone blocks me on Facebook. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the last word. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's kind of, and it's like, well, I wanted the opportunity to have the last word. Because I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't block. I mean, say I, what you want to say. But. Yeah, I, I will admit, I have blocked a couple people this year. <laughs> Maybe not before this year, but this year. I've yeah, blocked a couple people. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> so, as a, as a nine, uh, is there anything about you as a nine that doesn't necessarily fit into that box of what most people think a nine is? Um... That's a good question. Um, I guess I would say there there is something that talks about the fact that you can be reassuring. Mm. Um, I don't know if I see myself as like... I mean, okay, so I talked to my cousin and he's feeling down and out about something. And... I what I reassure him that's gonna be okay or I mean like right. what is that like I don't see myself really as as that maybe talk to my family and they might say I am but I don't see that at all really yeah. that side of it what about you uh I don't know if there's anything about like that's I've, I've been asking everybody this question and I've been thinking about it too like I think that they're because we're both nine, so right. it's like this conversation is different because yeah. I want to ask you too. Yeah, like it's yeah. your show, but I kind of want to know because 
you're the we're the same. Yeah. You've never had that with anyone else. Yeah. So it's like it's a little bit different. Yeah. So like I don't know. Like that's a good question. I I I think that there. I think one of the like big things that uh, people a lot of people say about nines is that uh, you know like we're always late and we take naps all the time or whatever and I don't I don't fit into that at all I hate naps with a passion like I always feel worse after I take a nap and I'm like um, almost like obsessive about being on time to everything like I have to you know it's a little bit different now just because I have kids and I have like things just don't always go as planned but sure. uh, but if I am supposed to be somewhere like I have to make sure I'm there at least like you know five to ten minutes early because I don't and that probably just goes back to like I don't want somebody to feel conflict i don't want there to be confrontation or feel conflict by being late or uh but like that that's one stereotype that i don't feel like i ever fit into is that taking naps and just being late to everything like i and maybe that's my one wing maybe that's i don't know but i just don't fit into that stereotype of a nine and i'm i'm always late except for adult like you can't be an adult and like always late to (laughs) i.e your job or like to meet with your girlfriend or like whatever like you're not you can't as a human you just can't operate that way yeah but it overall like if i'm going to uh my friend's daughter's birthday and she's turning nine and we're going to the park and it starts at four i'll just let you know right now i'm not gonna be there at four (laughs) like (laughs) you know but as far as like a business meeting at 10 i'm right. not going to be there at 10 07 i'm right. going to be there at 9 45 yes like, so exactly. it's like you're an adult like you know <laughs> yes so but overall i am the late like the late one you know the yeah. late one for sure <laughs> if it starts at four that's the time i leave my house because yeah. i'm seven minutes from anywhere pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah oh, that's, that's interesting <laughs> and that and i've you know i mentioned this on the podcast where too uh that uh suzanne stabil said it that uh, you know, like nine. If nine is the color blue, then like they're all blue, but we're all different shades of blue. Oh, for right? sure. And we don't, you know, we'll all have the same motivation and a lot of the same uh, reasons why we do what we do. But not all of us are going to look the same. I know nines that are, you know, like what you do uh, for income right now. I could never see myself doing because, like, I just don't have that same desire i don't have the same motivation but that doesn't mean that you're not that doesn't mean that you're any less of a nine than i am it just means that right. y- you know your motivations and stuff look different than or not motivations but your how you present looks different than how i present but we both have the same motivations no what's what's interesting about that is just openness and willingness to learn because mm-hmm. i even two years ago i would never say that i would be doing what i'm doing now but meeting some of the people that I've met and understanding things about money that I didn't really take the time to care about before has transformed, helped me transform my way of thinking because there's no way, like we talked about working off a clock or working off of a calendar. I had never worked off of a calendar before yeah, and I wasn't even thinking about it or worried about it or wanted to like, I like knowing like, okay, I'm going to go in and do this and be done, but I've just learned a different way to, to think it, it didn't come natural. If I wouldn't have met the four or five people that I met that helped transform it, it would be, I would still be the same way Yeah, for sure. And that's what I like about these things like the Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or 
different um, personality types, type A, type B, uh, you know, the, the color thing, mm-hmm. you, you know, all those, like, nothing is, it. nothing means that you can't be a little of both or a little bit of different numbers at different times yes. in different situations. Yeah. You should be. If, if you're the most mature and the best version of yourself that you can be, there's no way you should literally only do things that a nine would do. Yes. You would live a bad life. Yep. You know? So the people that are more open to understanding that there's different ways to think about things, uh, love, money, um, whatever it is, life in general, uh, even politics, that if you can transform your way of thinking to be open, then just overall, your I think your life can can go better and yeah. enneagram is a big part of that yeah uh now what would you say to someone who maybe is just learning that they're a type nine and just figuring out the enneagram do you have any like advice or pointers or anything that you would give them to help them along that journey a little bit that you may have learned since you've learned that you're a nine i would definitely say that if you understand that you're a nine you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, and good. what I mean by that is I don't know how other numbers feel as far as not wanting to rock the boat mm-hmm. or not wanting to confront a situation or not wanting to like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go for this job because it means I have to do this and this and like, uh, I don't know. Like, if you have any of that because you're a nine, you, if you can understand that, that you are, that your brain is built that way, I always would say if it's uh, a football team and you're going against Ray Lewis or one of the best linebackers of all time, I'm going right at him. I'm not going around him where he can just chase me down. I'm attacking it head on and coming with everything I have. So don't, you can't run from it. You have to, if you, you, if you have to seek outside help or talk to someone about it, like, Hey, I've been reading this. I realize I'm a nine. I realize that it's really difficult for me to flat out do something that I just don't want to do. It's hard. It just is right. You have to attack it there. I mean, there's, I've watched Ted talks video, um, the the most interesting one I watched was it was called like one two three and it was getting up in the morning and you literally count to three mm-hmm. and put your feet on the floor and I did it and I was like holy crap yeah it worked <laughs> it's the yeah. weirdest thing but yep. do things like that I'm not saying that's the one for you but what I'm saying is try yeah like learn all you can do things don't just say well it's kind of hard for me and like uh I'll just that's the opposite of what you should do. You have to attack it like head on. And it's really not something you can do by yourself. I don't think. Um, and that's okay. You can get better at it to the point where you do something for a year. And now it's like my calendar. I put my, my calendar. It's ridiculous that I schedule things that I do, but uh, I even put time scroll on Facebook. I'll put that on from two mm-hmm. thirty to three because that way when I do it I don't feel guilty. Yeah. It's programmed in. Yeah. But I don't I don't scroll Facebook at one because yeah. I have something else to do at one PM. Yeah. Like you have to be intentional. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I would say is 
to be intentional and to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, that one, that's really good. And I, yeah, because it's easy for us to numb ourselves, like yep. with scrolling on Facebook or watching TV or, you know, eating or whatever it is like that. Yeah, that's really good. Like just scheduling and being intentional about it. Um, what would you say to uh, people who maybe have a nine in their lives, whether it's a significant other, married friend, a coworker, how, how do you love a nine better? Love is patient. Love is kind <laughs> is what I would say. So understand that when they don't pick up their socks and they don't close the cabinet behind them after they open it. And when they don't do what they say they were going to do, they are not doing it on purpose to yeah. make you upset yeah. and that they really need your grace because yeah. they they have every intention of doing it but something else in their mind came up mm-hmm. where they had to do something and so they went to the cupboard opened it got a glass of water left the glass right there in the sink and didn't close the cupboard yeah but it doesn't mean that they're disrespecting your kitchen it, it doesn't, you know, it means that they just realized, oh, I forgot to put my watch on. I'm going to go upstairs and grab it. Yep. That's what it means. Yep. It literally means that. And so just be mindful of that and laugh at it and then close the cupboard for them and say, hey, did you forget something? Have a fun way to do it. I don't know. Because they're they're working on it. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. They're, they're trying. Um, but grace and and love i would say is uh is impatience are the main things yeah i and i i was uh, thinking about this too and i've had this conversation with others as well but i think for me anyway like because we don't like confrontation and we don't like uh to feel conflict doesn't mean that we won't and but like if we if we need to have a hard conversation, then like give us some time to prepare for that hard conversation. Because <laughs> if you just blindside me with something like I'll just like, and not even then, and it doesn't even mean that I don't want to talk about it then. But I don't. I like I can't like put my thoughts together. I feel like whatever I'm saying is not what I intended to say. Right. Like I need time to like think about it and prepare myself so I am able to communicate the right way. Because we can get scatterbrained if we're thrown into like a conflict situation and don't feel like we have time to prepare for it yeah it's it's tough i definitely agree on the whole blindsided thing like it doesn't mean i can't but like whoa hold on yeah (laughs) for sure yeah um and just as we're wrapping up do you is there anything else that you feel like maybe we didn't talk about or you want to discuss that has to do with being an enneagram nine the biggest thing, I mean, not really. I I I enjoyed it, and I thought we covered um, a lot of good stuff. The the big thing for me that I would want people to to do is to always research and learn more about themselves. And for me, the way I'm built, I would rather learn more about other people than myself not everyone is wired that way. Maybe they want to learn about themselves so that they can understand how they tick. And Mm -hmm. then, so then they can go out and do whatever. But for me, I, 
am always wanting to learn about other people, but that's because I want to be the chameleon that makes them feel comfortable yeah. when I'm around them. So that's why I do that. Not everyone does that, but yeah. I would just encourage everyone to be in a position where they're learning about themselves and others and how others take in information yeah. because the way that you take in information doesn't mean it's the same way that someone else does yep. and something that upsets you it doesn't mean it's going to upset them yep. it doesn't mean they even disagree with you or it doesn't mean they're a bad person mm -hmm. but if you can understand that you're going to have way less arguments with people yeah. or way less confrontations or way less whatever it is just by understanding how people take in information yeah um so that's the number one thing is to you can be 80 years old and still learn about people and and about yourself but this was awesome i appreciate being on with you yeah uh and then one final question where i've been asking everybody we're sitting on the patio outside of a coffee house but uh go into any coffee house what's your oh, drink of choice that, i i remember that you so my answer is that um it depends if it's hot or cold. Okay. Because I pretty much get the same thing uh, based on those decisions. So it's colder now, and so I got a warm vanilla chai. Okay. Um, and because I'm one of those weird people um, that doesn't really do coffee. <laughs> so, but I'll go to the spot. I'll go hang out sure. at the spot, like, all, I mean, all day. Yeah. But, uh, so if it's cold outside, I'm doing a warm, has to be vanilla. It's just, okay. I don't know why. Um, state law. Uh, warm <laughs> vanilla chai. And then if it's hot outside, uh, I usually, if it's not Starbucks, because Starbucks does the um, chocolate frap. Oh, uh, yeah. But, but with no coffee. Yeah. So I'll do the, the uh, chocolate frappuccino with, without the coffee. And it's kind of like a smoothie slash shake yeah. slash goodness kind of thing. <laughs> but I'll just, if I'm at, you know, Old Crown or wherever, uh, then wherever I'm at, that's not, you know, the same as like a Starbucks or whatever. I'll just say, what do you have that? And maybe I'll say like, hey, do you have something like that would make it taste like a Butterfinger or okay. something like that. But yeah. it's basically like a smoothie slash shake, honestly, yeah. if it's like 80 degrees outside. So <laughs> it's one or the other. I really don't stray yeah. from consistency. From, yeah, it's just either one or the other. So And that makes it easier so you don't have to make a decision in the moment. <laughs> exactly. So I just know I'm making doing my chai in the winter. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And I think that uh, and I hope that this is going to be helpful for people who either are a nine or have nines in their life. For sure. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in again this uh, episode. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Adam and learned more about the type nine. If you are a type nine and you feel like this helps other people understand you more, or if you have a type nine in your life and you feel like they should listen to this because it will help them understand themselves because sometimes we need that as a type nine, please feel free to share this with them. Uh, go to our social media page. You can find us on 
Facebook and Instagram under The Brood Life. And please go find us on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review so that we can get this out to as many people that need to hear it because we want as many people to hear this as possible and benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for powering through this whole series uh, on the Enneagram and each of the types. And uh, hopefully there might be a few more bonus episodes uh, here and there that have to do with the Enneagram because there's so much more that we could talk about and dig into and get in depth about. And I can't wait to have those conversations because again, I think this is such an important and useful tool. So thanks again for listening. Uh, I will see you again soon. Uh, Season four should begin in a couple of weeks and we are going to have some more great conversations and uh, just stay tuned and there'll be more information about that later. So thanks again for listening and I will talk to you guys again soon.